that's probably what I meant to, that's what I meant to say previously. You've only have the one frame to tell a story. Therefore, you have to learn to be a better storyteller. The videographers, again, like we've got so many, so many tools at our arsenal. Um, and I think that's where like the, the variability comes into play as well. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I think that like if you're, if you are a videographer out there and you're, you're listening to this and you're struggling to use that arsenal to your full capability, I would probably suggest that you just need to go back to your basics. You know, like go back to basics and really think about how it is that you can tell a story better with, I guess, like the way that you're using your gear, things like that. So I suppose like running onto that, Tim, like you as a filmmaker, like what does that look like for you in terms of like who you are as a filmmaker? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. I suppose it's, it's taken like a while to like get to that point. Like every, every year, every season, every wedding, like I feel like I want to like really improve that baseline on how I am telling stories. Like over the years, you know, I've asked myself the same question, like what type of filmmaker am I? Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts, Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free, and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning the perfect wedding. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. Mate, welcome back. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? You've had a, a large weekend that has just I have passed. I have, you? I have. I um I've been down in Melbourne. So judging the Australian Videography Awards um as part of the Australian Photographic Industry Weekend. And yeah, pres- did a little presentation in front of people for their for their Friday workshop, which is pretty cool. Look at you go, eh? How good. And uh you drove down, drove back, you made it back in time. You um you know, it's a, it's been a, it's been a big, uh, a big couple of days for yeah. me. I don't know why, like what was I, what was I thinking to drive to Melbourne? I don't know what, I don't know why you drove down to be honest yeah. with you, but that's fine. Eight and a half hours. <laughs> it was one road too. Like I got onto the Hume highway and then it said 782 kilometers to Melbourne on the one road. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. I don't know. I I thought you were flying down, but anyway, that's fine. You drive down. <laughs> you do it. I don't. I, I don't really understand why you did that. But look, anyway, you might have had a lot of thinking time to talk about, you know, and think about that presentation and all of that. I won't lie. <laughs> it was actually kind of nice just to you know read an audio book, have like listen to a couple of podcasts whole way down. It was kind of nice, but yeah, the way back it, that was rough. I left Melbourne at six p.m. Got home at around like two thirty a.m. Yeah, love that. So, yeah, uh, yesterday was a bit of a write-off, but look, regardless, it was a it was a great weekend. It was uh it was good fun. Lots of lots of networking, lots of judging, some absolutely amazing wedding films, and even some creative films and some and some family films. Watched a, a birth video, which is kind of cool. Bit different, <laughs> bit different. I'm like, oh yeah, this is uh this is interesting. But it was it was great, man. Like there is so much talent like in Australia, and it was open it was open to the yeah. rest of the world as well. Mostly Australian entries, but God, it was good. It was, yeah, it was so good. So the winner of the Australian Videography Award also won the Wedding Award as well. And their their work is so good. So, so good, man. Yeah, I saw the video, the wedding video, and it was like, yeah, I was blown away. I was like, this is sick. It's different, but also like 
just so personal. And I suppose like maybe that leads on to a little bit of like what we're talking about today, it I does. suppose, as well. Because like the way that they told the story and the way that, you know, like, yeah, their, their, their ability to tell that story and the way that it came out on like the video and... You know, by me watching it, I wanted to watch more because I was like, yeah, I was just really was like into it. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I guess it made us kind of go, well, what are we going to talk about today? And, you know, Tim um, did, did do a workshop and I guess you can dive into a little bit about that. And we're going to dive into that today as well um, during this podcast. But we are talking about some storytelling yeah. today. Yeah. And I think that this part, like, you know, talking about storytelling, it's it's a massive opportunity for us to kind of, I guess, dive into like, you know, uh, a bit more about our process, but then also like how it is that if you're a couple listening, how it is that you can like think about what you need to include on your day to help us tell your story better. Exactly. Too. Right. So a big reason like why that film won, because the level of storytelling was just next level absolutely next level it died it really dived into the essence of of what a story is it dived into the characters and it really dived into like the true tradition of like their own traditions as people as a couple and it was a jewish wedding film but we really wanted to chat about you know like how how do we incorporate storytelling within our own work and you know as as a videographer i've got my process of storytelling yourself as a photographer you have your own process of story but how do we really incorporate storytelling into our work and i would hate for us to keep dropping the term storytelling like without giving it a, a little bit of i suppose like really defining what we're meaning by storytelling because it, it is a word that can be thrown around quite a fair bit right like it's it's like cinematic <laughs> you know it's like candid, candid. it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so there's so many words you can use out there that I, I I suppose especially in the wedding industry are used a lot and just freely used and look storytelling can be so much and you know like I, I suppose from a video and photo perspective they are quite different but also quite similar as well and you know it is one of those things where you know we can use it as a descriptive word uh, without really knowing what it means yes yeah definitely <laughs> talking about a photographer and a videographer, we each have our own way of telling stories, right? Like we each have our own like process, how we incorporate it, what we do. And, you know, like we're, we're going to dive in that into that today. But as a photographer yourself, I, I personally think that you have a better capability to tell a story with a single image because you only have a single image to tell a story. That is, that is all you have. And when someone looks at your work, they're seeing a single frame and you've got to provide you know, you've, you've got to engage them with a single frame. Like as a, as a videographer, there are so many different ways that you can incorporate storytelling within your process. You know, like you've got camera angles, lens, audio, so many like movement, yeah, like the, the, the <laughs> list just like goes on. There's so many factors that you can use to really tell a story. And that's why I think there's such a like range with wedding films, right? Like there is such a variety, there's such a variability like, and it's based on the person that's creating that story, not necessarily the person who's like editing like the film, but also the person that's doing the shooting. How are they incorporating storytelling into how they shoot? And, you know, is it, is it really shot in a way that tells your couple's story? I feel like we're going to drop story like, like a million times. <laughs> you could, you could, you could change, turn, if you're listening at home, uh, if you just want to grab a drink or maybe a whole bottle, you could just turn this into a drinking game. Maybe every time we say the word story or storytelling, just have a shot. Um, <laughs> I've still got, I've still got this cloth as well. I've had it for like a month now. It's actually ridiculous. 
ridiculous. You, you probably need to go and see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> just go to the t- the Timothy Blackader uh, bed at the local hospital that you've got there, mate, and just uh, fill it up again. <laughs> That's it, mate. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely think getting back to uh, what we were talking about, but I, I do think that as a photographer, like I was thinking about it when we were just there when you were talking, like you said you think it's easier. I think it's harder to be honest, from my perspective, to tell a, a to tell a story because, you know, if you do only have one image, um, it, it can be quite hard to tell a story completely where for a, for me, sometimes when I look at videos, I'm like, wow, that story was told really well because there was so many more yeah, levels definitely. to it. You know, like the movement, the audio, the song choice, you know, like you can be really emotionally invested into like, even if it is a 10 second clip. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Um, and that can really show a whole lot of story in 10 seconds where for one single image, it can be quite difficult. And, you know, like for me, I think I pride myself on trying to, I guess, encourage couples to be themselves and to, you know, like give them prompts and to give them tips along the way to, I guess, create a moment for them that I can capture well. And that really does tell, I guess, a bit of that story for that yeah. moment. And for me, a part of it is as well, is it like, I don't expect you to be comfortable enough to, or to be vulnerable enough at the start of the day to do that. But the idea for me by the end of your session would be, is that you are comfortable to be vulnerable with each other, or, you know, you are comfortable to really open up to me and to each other and to the camera. And then therefore that one image that I do get really may, I guess, show who you are. And at the end of the day, that is going to show a bit of the storytelling towards it. I think for me, one thing that does come to mind recently, I, I shot an engagement session and these guys, like they were so nervous when they turned up. And by the end of it, like we were having so much fun. They were like, they literally, there was no plans to get in in the water at all. But for some reason, whenever I do a shoot near the water, people always end up in it. Um, you know, and <laughs> then they were like, you push them, they, right? these guys, no, not because they push them, they push each other. Um, but you know, um, but like these guys literally like took it on board and they just owned it. They were a bit nervous. Then it went from them being nervous to them just having a bit of fun to then them like literally like throwing water at each other. And for me, like that was awesome because there was genuinely like they were laughing their heads off yeah. and like all screaming or running or, you know, like there was just so many moments to that that I was just like, this is actually amazing. And when I finished the gallery and I looked at it on peak time as like a full gallery, I was like, wow, this really does tell a story. Cause you can tell at the start, they were a little bit nervous. And by the end of it, they were completely drenched, having a good old smooch water dripping off them. And like, it was epic. So they're, com- right? they're comfortable um, with so- you. They're comfortable with your process. And like, I, I, I know yeah. like I've, I've got a little bit of an insight into, into how you operate, mate. And I know your storytelling process starts way before the session starts way before the day. And I think the best storytellers do have a process that really starts as soon as couple inquires, right? Like maintaining like that quiet relationship. How do you start to build that relationship? But yeah, like going back uh, for photographers, I think you guys are better storytellers for sure. Because again, like you only have that one frame to tell a story. And that's, that's probably what I meant to, that's what I meant to say previously. You've only have the one frame to tell a story. Therefore, you have to learn to be a better storyteller. The videographers, again, like we've got so many, so many tools at our arsenal. Um, and I think that's where like the, the variability comes into play as well. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I think that like if you're, if you are a videographer out there and you're, you're listening to this and you're struggling to use that arsenal to your full capability, I would probably suggest that you just need to go back to your basics. 
you know, like go back to basics and really think about how it is that you can tell a story better with, I guess, like the way that you're using your gear, things like that. So I suppose like running onto that sim, like you as a filmmaker, like what does that look like for you in terms of like who you are as a filmmaker? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. And I suppose it's, it's taken like a while to like get to that point. Like every every year every season every wedding like i feel like i want to like really improve that baseline on how i am telling stories like over the years you know i've asked myself the same question like what type of filmmaker am i and it comes down to you know the things that i value the things that are that are important to me and for me that's connection right first one is connection and really really important because i want to build a connection with my couples i want to be able to really build a connection to be able to get to know them so I can understand them so I can better tell their story but I also want to build connection with vendors with the team right like teamwork makes the dream work and that's that's I mean that's probably really come a little bit later so connection number one number two is uniqueness right I value telling you know a story that shows uniqueness to each couple um these could be you know like high energy films versus low energy films and it could you know, it could be like the inside jokes. It can be incorporating the little things that make, you know, a couple them. It's it's showcasing their personality. Like what are what are the things that really make them them that I can show in their film? And the story starts before the day. Like how can I incorporate, you know, the things before the day leading up to the day? The third one is is fun, right? we're there to be fun like i love to have a joke around i love to have a laugh and i want that to to be represented like as part of their film as well like and it's not to say every wedding film is like super fun high energy but it's always a good time and that's really what i wanted to showcase so they're the three things i value as a filmmaker when i talk about you know what type of filmmaker am i but what about yourself mate like what what type of photographer are you what are the things that like you value with your work yeah and i, I, I even though i always think about what you were just saying there like even like being personal like for me like i i don't know whether i necessarily have a number of things but i would definitely say like being personal is something that i would have up there pretty high on my list of like what i would want to be and how i want to be with like couples because if you are personal you know like it just gives so much they're so much more comfortable with you you know like going back to that engagement session i was just talking about with courtney and bradley like bloody legends uh where she did their wedding later this year and like you know we have a relationship now where it's like you know she can you know courtney can message and go hey i'm freaking out about x y and z you know for me if i if i have that relationship prior to shooting that wedding um you know maybe i haven't even shot an engagement session for them but um, regardless, I do have that relationship prior. It does make the day so much nicer. And then therefore the ability for me to tell the story on the day becomes quite easy, I it suppose. Does, yeah. And because there is a lot of trust there, she values and they, or they both value the fact that like of my opinion and they just go, oh, Matt said we should do this. So we're going to do it, you know, or something like that. And it's not even that like at the end of the day, like I'm saying you need to do something, but it's my suggestion or my prompt. They're not going to think twice about Definitely. it. So I want to probably reiterate that again. It's I'm not trying to make you do something. I'm encouraging a moment to happen. And what? then it's all up to you as the couple to do that moment or to produce that moment. 100%. I could repeat it 50 times in different ways, but I, I suppose that, that like everything that we are doing is for you as a couple and if you are doing something that is not comfortable to you that is not telling your story 
And I suppose we need to remember that as creatives too. So if you're out there and you're thinking, oh, I'd love to capture this moment. Yeah. Well, this moment may not be a moment that is that couple's moment. And so I think we need to remember that. So like for me, I go into every wedding with a pretty fresh and no expectations, no like shot list in my head of I have to get these moments. I try and just see how the couple interact with each other. And then from there, I'm like a fly on a wall and I try and capture things that are happening throughout that time. And then I work on how I can include those moments into the finished product, I suppose. That is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, That is music to my ears, my friend, because... Like it, it does make the day a whole lot easier. And like, yeah, there, there's been weddings that I've, I've gone to and um, like I've shot weddings for other people. And when you rock up to the day and you don't know the couple of inches there to shoot, like there's just this disconnect and you're like, hmm, like, and you try and judge like, what would this couple like really like? And it just ends up being more of a, you know, I'm just there to capture it. Like I'm not there to like direct or interact or like have that relationship. And I've... I really dislike that about filmmaking. And that's why, like, in my business, it is it's it is the complete opposite. But, yeah, like, we obviously do a lot of weddings together. And some of the best weddings we do is because we really understand the couple, who they are, what their personalities are. And we make calls on the day that further enhance their story, that further enhance who they are. I mean, we, we've made some wild calls with that before. But we have the trust. Yeah. But we have the trust because we've done yeah. the legwork to build that trust as well. And I think it's also, it's not even just like that we have the trust. I think it's also that the couples have picked people that they genuinely can resonate with or that they know work well together. So we spoke a lot about, I guess, like picking the right vendors and stuff like that on the podcast. If you haven't listened to previous episodes about this, please do go back and listen because it is very important. And I will just say that, you know, like me and Tim both work with different videographers and photographers all the time and that's okay as well, you know, and we do go and, you know, that's like, it's it's not a, a be all or end all, but I do think at the end of the day, if you have people around you that um, do know how the other person works well together. It will elevate your day just that little bit more um, naturally, if that makes sense, without kind of like any pressure around it. So yeah. what's your process before the wedding day? Like what what is your process to really understand like who who is like who's the couple who are these people before it gets to the actual wedding day yeah so obviously like um, again this is stuff we've spoken about before but like you know it all comes down to me and tim's processes you know me and tim have quite similar process in the sense of like the pre-wedding situation so there's a booking form that you would fill out that kind of starts off quite early on and it's an initial booking form that i get you guys to fill out once you've booked me and that goes through you know just some basic information and typically most people who are booking me are a year to two years in advance and at that time i don't expect whatever you put into that booking form to be kind of um major set in stone concrete details about your day um but you know there's just some basic information about who you are and what you guys enjoy and you know why did you pick the venue and why did you pick the date and things like that and then as your plans progress once we get a little bit closer i'm also sending you out another booking form that goes through um like it's a pre-wedding questionnaire that goes through very specific details about your day but then also ask you questions about things you're excited by you know now it's getting closer what's one of the one of the moments that you're most excited by you know what are you most worried about you know things like that and then i also try and encourage most of my couples even if you haven't booked one initially but to book an engagement session because I do find if you do an engagement session with me or with your videographer, uh, sorry, with your photographer, maybe a videographer too, prior to your wedding, uh, 
your wedding is going to be so much easier. Uh, your story will be told so much better because there is rapport there, because we've got to know each other. You know, like the pressure is off. And I know I've probably harped on about this a lot recently on the podcast, but then also on my own socials too, because I've been doing a lot of engagement sessions recently and I've been frothing on them. They have been some of my most favorite sessions I've been doing lately. And I think I just know because at the end of the day, yes, you're going to get amazing photos and videos and whatever from your engagement session. The final product on the end of your wedding day when you get all of your photos back will reap the benefit from that one engagement session that you did do six, 12 months prior. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. Because imagine knowing... You know, the things that are most important, it could be people, it could be person, it could be places, it could be things, it could be anything. But imagine knowing what is most significant to your couple before their wedding day. Like how would, how would that change the way you approach the wedding day? Like how would that change, how would it change the way you shoot? How would it change the way, like your, your energy in, in how you adapt yourself? Because if you know what's most important, you're better able to really focus on the things that truly mean the most like to the couple. And there's like, there's a little golden nuggets there. Like, and imagine asking that question. Um, now for me, I asked if you could only capture three moments like of your wedding day, what would they be? Like, imagine how much gold that question really is and the answers that you get back. Like, how could that help you provide a better story like for the couple? Yeah. And, and like, I suppose also imagine like, for you as a storyteller or as a creative, like how much easier if you did do like, say, let's say you did a a pre-wedding shoot um, with that couple, how much easier it is on the day because you're not having to do the small talk, you know, like you're not like, I know for for some weddings, like if the couple aren't, aren't overly open to you and they're not overly like keen to like kind of like let you in, it does take a lot of legwork to get to that point to like kind of get those last few moments that you really have been like I guess wanting yeah, yeah so, for sure you know like for, for me whenever I do do these sessions that's why I guess I do harp on about them because a lot of the legwork and a lot of the like the small talk and the like I kind of like the dating <laughs> it's it's like really that. like you know we're, it's a bit like the, the 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 way that we go about it is like you know we're, we're doing a bit of a dating process and then we get to the engagement part of it and it's like you know it, it just takes time right uh it doesn't happen overnight and I don't expect that from people who haven't met me before or haven't done an engagement session or things like that I know it's going to take a little bit more time and you know um I'm, I probably would say too for Tim like when he if couples haven't invested into like say his booking forms and things like that, like, you know, it's harder for him to finish off and to tell that story correctly as well, not only on the day, but then also in the, I guess the editing process too. Right. So maybe just tell us a little bit, Tim, into like how you build the story. Like don't give us all your, your little golden nuggets that you use for yourself, but maybe just tell us a little bit like how you build the story and how you build a bit of like, tension i suppose and a bit of like that dramatic effect in your films yeah so like this i could talk for a long time about this but there's there's typically three things within my within my stories and it's narrative visuals and sound okay so not in that order out of all of them i probably put more priority um on on sound because i think it has so much more of significance and that's that's really where i start but how i try and incorporate into a story is I think about narrative, visuals, and sound throughout the whole process, like before the wedding day, on the wedding day, and you know when I when I start to sit down and lay the story and begin and begin filming. But I always want to have 
a process. I always want to have data that I've documented about who this couple really is. And I've collected that data. I've collected that information over the course of our time together. And, you know, I have a, a your story questionnaire uh, that dives into you know, who you are as a couple, the things that are most important to you, like not just for your wedding, but like, what do you do on the weekend? What do you guys like to do? What are your personalities like? What are the things that really make you guys you? And I think about how can I adapt like myself to be able to incorporate more of the things that are you in your wedding day. And these are the things that, you know, I typically, we, I don't have the luxury of an engagement session. I use um, video video chats, video calls, Zoom meetings um, to really like go through this. And I typically like to do this at least twice, sometimes three, uh, three times to really understand how, what is going to make your wedding day the most best experience for you. So again, with narrative, how does a story reflect a couple's personality? All right. So I'm thinking about this throughout the whole way and even on the day, but I don't let these these things. I don't let, you know, the pursuit of telling a story, things that really are important to them. I don't, you know, let how I can invoke emotion into a film based on like just the day. I don't come into the day just thinking, okay, I have a plan now. This is what I'm going to do. Like I'm actually present. I listen because there may be something that I hear like during the vows or like maybe the boys say something in the morning or the girls say something throughout the day. And I'm like, you know, like that is really like really emotional. That's really important. How can I capture something that I can showcase and use that with the dialogue? So it's like, it's linking all these different things. And you know me, I've like, I've got my phone off me sometimes and I've got some notes and sometimes I might write some notes during the day and I'll come back to that when I start to lay the story together and be like, oh yeah, like, you know, the bride said this or like the groom said this or, you know, the couple did this and I really want to incorporate that, whether it's a joke, whether it's an emotional moment, but I want to incorporate that into their story. It's also about like adapting too, right? Like, and this is the thing it is, is like, yeah. like what we do is like going back to like what you were just saying then, like God, taking a quick little back step is like, you know, you were just saying that like, I don't specifically like, you know, on the day, there's nothing that I have to do. You know what I mean? And like, uh, you don't necessarily have like a shot list in mind and all this sort of stuff. No. Like, but if to do that, you have to adapt. You know what I mean? Like if you're listening to something that happens during the vows or, you know, for me, if I, I watch the couple, once they've signed their like paperwork and they stand up behind or, you know, near the like celebrate and they're waiting for their witnesses to sign, I always watch the couple. That's my favorite moment to watch couples to see how they like, to see how they interact with each other. And then from that moment of them interacting with each other, that's usually the first moment they've kind of had without them being, they're still center of attention, I suppose, but they're not being directed by the celebrant or anything. They're just like, usually the celebrant says, hey, just stand up there and have a moment together. Yeah. Well, that moment's, for me, is one of my favorite moments of the day That's to amazing. see how these guys interact with each other, right? Could, so, and could from that there, change? That's, that's where we're adapting. Yeah, could, and that changes, you know, your, like how you act, right? It changes your behavior. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that's the thing is like, you know, if a couple stand there and they're like, you know, and arms with the part, not really keen on touching each other or not having a little cuddle or a little moment together, well, then that's okay. But we know that that's how they are as a couple. But like, typically in that moment, we know that, you know, if they are okay to be a bit, a little bit of PDA or something <laughs> like that, or they are pretty snugly with each other, you know, like those moments are so genuine. And I feel like that that's something that we really need to kind of like start to um, take notice of as like creatives. Just, just being present. Um, and yeah. then, yeah. And just watch, like do a bit of people well, watching, you, you could, know? You can like, go through this whole yeah. process of really like getting to know the couple, understanding the story. You could have a couple of shots like um, that, you know, you think would suit this couple so much, but there's, there's something that really stands out right to me. And 
your presence, your energy, your communication has more impact on your couple's story than anything else on the day. Like I'll repeat that. Your 100%. presence, energy, and communication has more impact on your couple's story than anything else on the day. Like, Ooh. boom. Like, <laughs> like how, how much does that yeah. really, like, just make sense? So, like, being present, like, assessing the moment. Because, like, there, there's been moments where, like, you know, like, with you or, with, like, without, like, without Marash in there that we're like, okay, like, energy's down a bit. Like, this, this environment could really, like, these guys could really do, you know, like, with a bit of a, a spike me up. And we try like bring some energy in to then really like lift, like lift that moment. And it turns into something that's so like, so good and so adaptable. Yeah. And sometimes it's one thing that you've changed up that makes a difference. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, that one thing that you did differently that you've never done before. Maybe that's all it is. And, you know, going back to thinking about like the way that couples fill out booking forms and the way that we get to know them, that's all well and good, but on the day it could be very different. Yeah. And I, I suppose like that's something to think about too. Like, yes, you can study your booking form that you've curated, that you really wanted perfectly written so that your couples would interact and really put effort into. But at the end of the day, like they may have written all this beautiful stuff. And then in reality, it's going to be quite different. So, you know, like a hundred percent. And that, that's why when I was, when I was, when I was saying it then about like being like, you know, you've got to adapt and you've got to, you know, that's probably one of the most important things. So if you're creative out there, you are listening Work on your skills on how it is that you can adapt and change your style throughout the day to suit your couples. It's not about us. We're not creating a video that is going to be perfect for our social media or photos that are going to be perfect for our social media. Yes, we are creating for us, but we are not creating it about us. Correct. And I think that's very different, right? Because I listened to a, a, a podcast this week and it was like talking about like, you know, do we create um, stories and do we create these moments for our couples? Do we create them for our social media or do we create them for us as individuals? Which and is interesting, right? It's very interesting. And when I thought about it, I was like, oh, of course I create them for my couples. But then when things, when you kind of think about it and you really like, you know, it things are ticking along and you're thinking about that of, well, yes, I created for my couples, but ultimately I'm creating it for me as a photographer, right? But I'm not creating it. I'm not creating it for me as a photographer in a sense of I'm not changing who they are and I'm not telling them to do things that I want them to do because of my social media. It's a bit of a mind yeah. moment I feel here. like when, when, so, when I think of that, yeah. I'm like, well, in a way, I like, yeah, I do. I'm, you know... I'm being hired to create a product, um, but the value I place on that product is so, so high that has, you know, a personal connection with myself, right? Like I want my work to really, really represent the couple. I want it to tell like a couple's story in such like minute details, but I put so much work and effort because I have such a passion for that process. So am yeah. I creating it for my couple? Yes, but I don't actually, I am creating it for myself as well. Like I get, I, I get so much energy knowing that i've created something that's an heirloom something that's going to be watched in 20 30 40 50 years knowing that i've had such a heavy role in that process as well i, I also think that a part of it is is like if you're creating it for yes you create it for your couple 100 percent. but if you're creating it for you too your level of energy you're putting into it and the way that you're passionate about the final product is so much higher well mate otherwise i'd do a five minute montage of couples kissing with like with some Ed Sheeran. <laughs> right? 
I know, right? And so, like, you know, why would we ever, like, as a creative, why are we take? We're not going to take the extra step if we're not creating it for ourselves as well. So, that's a huge thing to Mind say. Mind blown, mate. You've got me thinking. And even, yeah, and, and it's something, that, that's why I think it's stuck with me too, right? Like, so, if you're a couple out there, I'm not saying, and let me just tell you, like, listen to this one part, I'm not saying that we're not creating anything we're doing on the day for you. You are still, yes, the reason why we're there and you're the reason why we're creating these things. But as a creative, we're not creating it for our social media, we're creating it for us. Yeah. Wow, man. That's uh, that's deep. That's some deep shit, Peter. <laughs> and uh let's this mic drop and we'll have a finish with that and that'll do. There's such a variety of storytellers, there's such a variety of vendors, wedding vendors, wedding photographers, wedding videographers, like florists, but like as a as a couple, like what is important to you? Like who are you attracted to and the work that they produce? Like what what are the things that are important? Is it the person, the creative that's, you know, put so much effort into their work that it's passion, it's part of them? Or perhaps is it something that's just a product that you value price over value itself? It's it's an interesting question, right? I don't know. I don't, I'd, I'd love to hear from a couple about this. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't so there? So much. <laughs> so look, and, and yeah, to tell, to tell better stories, like let's take it back. To tell better stories... You really need to start incorporating your couple's personalities. Like, and that is the main thing. The more information we get, the more we know our couple, the better we are to tell that story. 100%. And in the way that you tell that story, make sure that you can be authentic and you can be also, I guess, adaptable. Yeah. Yeah. Adaptable is something I think not many would probably like realize they're like okay well yeah we do the legwork we get to know a couple we get to know their personality but like how does it really change our process like and if you're i suppose if you're a creative that you know these things aren't necessarily important because they don't play a significant role in your end product then that's 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 fine everyone is different everyone values different things you know art is subjective and it's all based on our own our own experiences our own beliefs like the things that we value but you know, for, for me as a filmmaker, like I, I really value connection. I value storytelling in a way that shows uniqueness. That is fun because it, that's me as a person. Um, like I don't want to go like to a wedding um, and shoot a couple that's like, that's really like boring where we have no connection, where there's nothing there. Like no amount of money would make me want to do that. I want to create stories for couples that really value having, having their story told. Um, and that's, that's what fills my cup. That's what gives me energy. That's what allows me to continue to do this. Cause man, like, like we, we work a lot. <laughs> we work a lot. Yeah. Um, but we wouldn't do that unless we valued the work that we do. And you know, there's so, there's so many like wedding vendors within our network that how that share that same philosophy. And it's, it's interesting, man. Like it's re- it's really cool. It's really cool. I don't think you do what we did if we didn't love what we did, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because y- like we are putting a lot, yes, we put a lot of hours into what we do and we, we put a lot of energy and a lot of effort and we don't just work a normal nine to five job. But the reason why we don't work a normal nine to five job is because we genuinely love what we do. And I think that hopefully reflects on the way that we do tell our stories and the final products that you guys do receive from your vendors. Without repeating ourselves a million times today, I feel like if you want your story to be told, um, you guys just need to be trusting of your vendors and if you trust your vendors trust their process and you genuinely love what they do let them do it you 
Yeah, and your story will be told. And I think at the end of the day, um, yeah, if you're a couple listening, take that in, sit on it, and be open to being vulnerable too. And that's, uh, you know, there's different levels of vulnerability, but just be okay to be vulnerable at times throughout your wedding day. And then therefore you're going to get those moments uh, captured um, in a way that will be genuinely and authentically you. you. Yeah, perfect. Couldn't say it better myself, mate. Well, that um, that went a little bit deep at the end. That went a bit deep, but I love that. That was, that was good. good. That was good. Yeah. Mate, look at us changing <laughs> it up in the world, getting a bit deep and a bit, uh, you know, not always yeah. just you to have a good time and have a laugh. A little and philosophical. Crap. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to leave a review, Matt and I love reading these reviews. And uh, Nate, do we do we have any to read out this week? We do actually. I think we. I, I'm just hang on. We'll just put some because I've got one coming up. I read it the other day, and I was like, "Oh, we need to say this." Hang on, I'm opening it. Ah, soz, soz, you got me. I wasn't prepared. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Here we go. Okay, so this is from a legend who we are shooting her wedding, uh, which it's always nice when we get to hear from couples where we're shooting their wedding. And I've done an engagement session with these guys too. So it's from Brooke and she said, we are still 13 months out from our wedding, but with all the wonderful wedding advice from the podcast, my fiance and I have been able to formulate a draft timeline. Wow, 13 months prior. That's epic. Just absolutely on top of this. Um, But what can we expect when... You know, they've got Georgia as the celebrant and of MC. Course. So <laughs> George is very organized. But anyway, so yeah, so uh, formulate a draft timeline for our special day that we are super excited about and reflects what is important to us on the day. Listening to the podcast on my way to work every Thursday has become a highlight of my work week. The banter, the tips and experience from these two has made the wedding planning process seem much less daunting and super fun. The podcast is an absolute must listener for anyone. Sorry, must listen for anyone planning a wedding. How good, Brooke? Legend. How bloody good. That's uh, yeah. It always makes us mean you. I got to be smiling on her face because you know, like it, it is. Realistically, this is why we want to do these things. We want to arm you guys with these tools and the ability and confidence to do things that are unique to you, but that, you know, are the way that you want to do it. You know, like who wouldn't want to be super excited about their wedding and their timeline? Maybe not 13 months out. Like that's different. You know, that's that's pretty early on, but it's amazing that, you know, someone has the ability to be that organized that far in advance and be genuinely excited about the things that they're doing and making sure that it reflects how important, or sorry, reflects the important parts of the day that they want to be like captured. You're an absolute legend. Sticker pack coming your way. But (laughs) Brooks also like emailed us as well, like a couple of questions like this far out. I'm like how best we can, you know, make like make the her wedding day, you know, more unique like to them as people. So we've been loving those questions like coming through and obviously you've chosen vendors that are that really appreciate, you know, adapting and making sure that we can actually, you know, sprinkle a little bit of um you into that day. So thank you so much. We uh we really appreciate that. All right. So mates, as we wrap this one up, we do have something to uh to share with the audience and that is we're gonna have a little bit of a break. So we're going to have four four weeks off. It's the uh, it's the middle of the winter. We're going to do a little bit of inside work and come back better than ever. Come back stronger. We got some things to uh, things to work on, but mid season break. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hit it up. We're gonna we were contemplating not having a break this year. We're like let's power on through, but 
we have so many things we are working on behind the scenes that we want to put a little bit more effort into them. So we thought a couple of weeks off, don't go anywhere. Go back, listen to some of the previous episodes if you haven't listened to some before. And maybe check the show notes for some sneaky little discounts and codes that we have, I guess, on offer for you guys that we are starting to uh, produce uh, for you. So yeah, definitely something to look at. Uh, Watch this space because... Over the next four weeks, we are going to be doing some deep diving into the Make It A Big Wedding podcast, and we are going to be coming back better than ever. Well, thank you so much again. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.